How can we grow thriving, creative businesses without constantly hustling, sacrificing our mind, body, and creativity, or living a life where the fear of where the next client or customer will come from keeps us up at night or disconnected from our family, friends, and passions? This show is going to answer those questions. My name is Naftala Roberts, and I specialize in helping true creatives like yourself grow simple, strategic, and thriving creative businesses. Thank you so much for joining us today. Let's jump on in. My kids are so cute. For any of you that are new around here, I have three kids. They, in 2020, are seven, five, and three. And over the last six months, they've gotten really into the idea of selling things. I think they're just at that age where the idea of making money and creating something and then putting it out into the world has gotten super interesting to them. In addition to that, we, my husband and I, both run businesses. So I think for them, they see selling as something that is just a normal part of life. So the other day, probably at right now, a couple of months ago now, my kids decided to do a sale. And this was back when we could interact with people before the days of social distancing. And they've done this before. Now, previously, they had sold lemonade and they had actually had some pretty successful days selling lemonade. They'd recognized some things. But this time, they decided to sell something different. This time, they decided to sell what they call crystals, which are really rocks from our front yard. And the sale went a little bit differently. Now, I'm going to circle back a little later as to some of how the sale went. But when I was watching the sale happen, I was like, hmm, yeah, this is this is what we talk about on the podcast. Like, how do you make a decision about what to sell? Like, especially right now where I see that there are a lot of people that are either coming up with new ideas for businesses because maybe their normal nine to five job um, has slowed down or has gone away, or possibly you have a brick and mortar business that you thought you knew what you sell, but now all of a sudden you don't because you can't function in the same way that you've been functioning before. So what is the process that makes for success or thriving when coming to the decision about what you are going to sell? That is what we're going to walk through today. So whether you are a creative that is still kind of on the fence about whether you're going to jump into this life of selling things that you make, or maybe you have already been selling, but the way in which you sell currently is going to need to look a little 
different because what's going on in the world, or maybe how you have been selling really just hasn't been working. And so now you're in this place where you really need to make money and you're like, okay, how do I decide what to sell in a way that actually results in consistent income? So that's what we're going to go through today. We're going to sprinkle in some cute stories of the kids because I mean, what makes talking about selling better than talking about my kids? I will definitely make sure that on Instagram this week, I post a picture of them doing one of their sales. I don't think I took a picture of the rock slash crystal sale because, well, as you can imagine, it didn't go as well as what you would think. Okay, so let me walk through really quickly how you decide what to sell. Now, step one is you need to be able to know what you can sell and talk about for a long time. One of the things that I see is one of the biggest mistakes that people make when they're trying to decide what it is that they do in this life. They forget that Yes, this idea that they have might be a good idea. It might be something they're really excited about right now, but they forget to imagine if this is something they could do for a long time. Now, none of our decisions ever have to be forever. I have made shifts in my businesses several times, and that is not bad. Um, I think the most resilient and creative businesses do at times shift what they do. But that is different than having to shift what you do because you find yourself exhausted by one, either what you've committed to making, like, let's say you've committed to making t-shirts and after four weeks of production and you're getting lots of orders because people love your really cool t-shirt and four weeks in, you're like, I actually hate making t-shirt. I just had this really good idea. Well, Why didn't you think about the fact that you hated making t-shirts before? What weren't you tuned into yourself? What weren't you attuning to? So the first step really is attuning and listening to what could I do consistently for a while? Because you're going to need to do this consistently for a while to make consistent money. So take that into account. That is an important factor and one that I want you to think about before you decide what you make, what service you provide, because we want you to be successful. And something I have found that I'm going to just be honest with, when I haven't taken this step, what ends up happening is that I don't do well because I avoid making sales because I know that if I sell something, then I'm going to have to do it And if doing it makes me feel like poop, then I'm not going to sell it. So really attune first. Secondly, the second thing that you need to think about as you're trying to decide what it is you're going to sell, what it is you're going to re maybe package or think through and be creative um, to flex in this current day and age is that you need to understand what people want or need. Now, there's a couple ways to do this. One is 
And my favorite way to do this is doing market research, really asking people. Now, you can't just go on Facebook and say, hey, I want to make t-shirts. So do you want t-shirts? Well, people are going to probably say yes, but that doesn't mean they're going to want your t-shirt because I might want a t-shirt, but I probably wouldn't want a t-shirt with a kitten on it because that's just not my style. So now there are people that want t-shirts with kittens on it. So you have to understand what people want and why they want it. This is where the secret sauce is, my friends. Understanding that people not only want to listen to music, but that they want to listen to your music and they would actually pay you money for that music is important. Because like, if we think about some of our favorite artists, I am more likely to buy music from an artist that makes me connect with certain emotions. I like really fun poppy songs here and there, but to be honest, I generally don't purchase those because for me, music is a space to connect with my emotions. It is the most effective way that I do that. So if you are someone that is trying to sell to someone like me, your artistic work, then you're going to need to know not only that, yes, I like to buy music, but also I like to buy music that connects me in my emotions. It connects my mind and my feelings because I know that I get more clarity. Why do you need to know that? Because that's going to help you talk to me about why I should buy from you. And if in the process of deciding what to sell, you can also figure out a very simple sales system because simple sales happens from being able to talk to people and connect with them about what they need and want in their life. Now, I'm going to pop in a, a fear that might be happening for some of you right now. Does anyone want to buy anything right now? I know that is a question I'm seeing a lot online. And What I can say, and we're only a week or two into this whole thing that's happening in the world, but what I can tell you is I am actually seeing people looking for things that help them feel more. I'm seeing people looking to pay money for solutions to the problems that they have. Now, if you're an artist and you're like, I don't solve any problems, That is not true, my friends. I have actually seen several people looking to purchase art in the last several weeks because the world outside is dark and scary. And they are like, I need something in my home. I'm in my office more and I need my office walls not to be dark and dreary because everything's heavy enough as it is. So I need more light. So whatever it is you do, I guarantee you, if we find the right people, there are people out there purchasing, but we have to understand the why. So step two is really, really important because I have seen, and this is the mistake that my kids made when one of the mistakes they made when they sold the crystals, because 
to them, they're like, crystals are amazing. And they are always on the look for these like shiny rocks that kind of we find around the neighborhood. And so they're, why wouldn't everyone want that? Well, the fact of the matter is, is that the people that were out and about in our neighborhood that day didn't want it. That's not something that spoke to them. And we will kind of stop we will talk a little bit more about this next. They definitely didn't want it enough to pay the prices that my kids wanted to charge for their beautiful crystals. So for you, as you're trying to decide what to sell, I really do want you to start having conversations with people that will connect with them. So if you're a Facebooker, if you are someone that likes to hang out in Facebook groups, then find questions to ask. Then say, say, let's go back to that t-shirt example. I was just talking to someone that made t-shirts earlier today, so I think it's on the mind. But ask people like, hey, right now, like when you get dressed in the morning, what are some of the decisions you're making? Like, are you deciding between comfort and style? What is like the decision-making process that you're using? What is like your favorite t-shirt? Take a picture and show me. And then you can en engage people and say like, okay, where do you buy your t-shirts? Do you go on Etsy? Do you buy them from Instagrammers that you follow? Are there certain companies that you buy from? And ask the question, what makes them take out their wallet put in their credit card number and make a purchase. Because if you can get that information, you have a way to sell the thing that you like to do that you know and imagine you could do consistently. Being able to go deeper and ask people why, and then ask people why again, and then ask people why again. I know it sounds like it could be annoying, but if you do it in a really relational way, it actually feels good. Okay, I'm going to give you a super secret therapist tip because if you're new around here, my other job is also being a therapist. People like it if you ask them questions about their answer. Neurologically, that makes people feel connected to you and safer. Now, you have to do that in a non knowing way. We're not trying to be a two-year-old here. So we're not trying to be like, oh, so I hear that you like t-shirts. Why? No. Like people are going to be like, well, I do. Why? Because I like them. Why? No, that's not what we're going to do. We're going to practice curiosity. So curiosity in a conversation like that be, might be like, oh, do you like wearing t-shirts every day? Would you like wearing graphic tees, maybe. The answer is, yeah, I love wearing graphic tees. Oh yeah, that's awesome. Me too. What are like some of your favorite graphic tees you've ever bought? Oh, well, I really love graphic tees that I got from insert. Oh, this one person on Etsy. Oh, that's amazing. Like, what's the name of that person? Like, I'd love to look them up. Have them give you the name. Okay, yeah, I really love t-shirts for you. That's not a real person. It probably is, but that's just my made up because I didn't actually look up t-shirt makers before I recorded this episode. And I'm 
sitting in the car, so I have no internet access. So, okay. Oh, yeah. What are some of your... Why do you love it? Like, is it like you like the design of those t-shirts? Do you love how they feel? Is it all about what they say? What is it that makes it? And then they'll be like, well, oh my gosh, like they're so comfy and they like have a nice fit, but they're not super tight. And then they're super clever. So I always get people talking to me when I go to the store. Well, there, there you just got all the reasons that you can tell people if this is true about your t-shirts, you can do this for anything. I promise. If you're feeling stuck and you're like, I don't know how to do this, then send me a DM on Instagram and I will will help you come up with the questions you can ask. Just send me a DM, Naftali V. Roberts. Okay, so I spent a little longer on step two because it's the secret sauce, so we have to have it there. So step three is then you're going to create an unstoppable service or package or item out of what you love. So what makes it unstoppable? The thing that makes it unstoppable is one, the energy that you are going to bring from loving what you do. I can't tell you enough how often people are successful and thrive just because they're doing what they love and they bring that energy to the sales process. And so it just feels easy. Now they still have to make quality services. They still have to do good work. They still have to produce what they say, but that energy sells. So that's part one of being unstoppable. And the second part of that is then the secret sauce that comes from actually listening to why people buy things. People mostly don't buy t-shirts because they need something to put on their body. If that was the only reason they bought then they would just go and get like a four pack of Hanes t-shirts from Costco and they would put it on their body and they wouldn't care. That's not why people buy. People buy because of how things make them feel and what they experience in them. They buy art because of what it does in their life. They don't just buy art because they have a spot on their wall. They buy art because of what it makes them feel. If they're getting a service, they either buy the relief that comes from that or the benefit that it will bring in their life, but they they purchase not what you're actually doing. So being unstoppable, whether you're marketing a creative service or a creative product or your artistic work, being unstoppable comes from the beautiful combination of the energy of doing what you love coupled with the power of listening to why people want and need what you do. So back to my kids. They did not sadly have an unstoppable sales day. No one wanted their crystals. Now, they did come with energy. I will give them credit. My sweet little kids stood out in front of our house for four hours. 
One, they were doing it on a day that like the weather was a little bad and not very many people were out. So there was a little bit of that. And we'll talk more about like sales strategy later, but there was that. But secondly, they forgot. They forgot to listen to what people needed. And then when they did package it, when they did put it together, they put on a super high price. And if you haven't listened, we have an entire episode on pricing, which you can find in the show notes. I can't remember what number it is right now, but it's what we talk through the panic-free pricing system that I take people through when we get to the action component of the Thriving Creative Method. So if pricing is a place you're feeling stuck, if you're like, okay, Naftali, I, I think I know how to talk to people, but I'm still not making sales. The questions that I always ask people when they're saying, I'm not selling what I want to sell. I'm not being able to get people to buy what I need. I say, okay, one, how is your energy about it? Are you still loving this? What are you not liking? What are you liking? How do you actually want to do this all the time? Or is this something you're viewing as a stepping stone? Stepping stone products and services a lot of times don't sell because you're like ready to be on the next step and your energy is off. So we have to look at that. So if I was talking to you and if you were coming to me and you're like, I thought I had all of these, but they don't, I would ask you to be curious with your energy and what you really want. Be honest. Do you want money or do you want to actually be successful doing this thing? If you just want money, money is not bad, but the want of it does not usually bring consistent sales. And so we just need to tweak a little bit there. Secondly, have you actually done the conversations to make sure that you understand what people want and what they want in relationship to what you're selling? And Thirdly, have you put those two together and consistently then show up in the world with that high energy? Doesn't mean you have to be an extrovert, but that just consistent high energy so that you're unstoppable and are taking that consistent action. So that, my friends, really quickly is how you decide in an unstoppable way what to So, so what now? So I want you to go through this process. If you are still on the idea stage and you haven't started to sell, then go through this and make sure that this is all set up in place before you go out in the world. If you are in the space where you are putting yourself out, but you are not selling your service or product, then I want you to go through each of these and without shame and without guilt, I want you to make sure that you have all of these pieces together. Thirdly, what I want you to invite you to do is I want to invite you to DM me on Instagram. And if you're still feeling stuck after listening to this, let's do, I'm going to coach you through these steps. I'm going to make sure that you've taken them. And then if you have, and you're still feeling stuck, I have a few ideas as to what we can do. There's a few different things going on right now. I am currently in the end of March, beginning of April of 2020, doing a live free group coaching program that might be where you need to go. And then I'm also offering some 
one-on-one strategy sessions for people that maybe have gone through these steps and they're still not making consistent income and sales. So send me a DM and let's talk through it. Let me ask you some clarifying questions to make sure because sometimes we tell ourselves we've done these steps, but they're just like small little bits that are missing. And those little bits, they result in big shifts if we can kind of tweak them. So I know that this is going to help you as you make these decisions. And I'm so excited to hear. Please, please, please reach out to me anytime. If you want to come hang out with people that are going through this process, come to the On Purpose Creatives group on Facebook, or like I said, always reach out on Instagram. Go sell thrive. And I will talk to y'all soon. Thank you so much for spending your time with me today. I really appreciate you for being a part of the movement that this show is built upon, which is liberating creatives and artists from their feast or famine cycle so that they become creatives who consistently make money doing what they love without the hustle, bustle, and burnout that has sadly become common for too many building creative businesses. You are amazing for going against the status quo and choosing to be a creative who is defined by thriving instead of how many things you have to do on your to-do list today. If you haven't joined the movement yet, simply review the podcast on Apple Podcasts and share your review on Instagram stories. By sharing and reviewing, you are helping way more creatives learn it is possible to make consistent money doing what you love without having to constantly hustle and struggle. Together, we can change the landscape of being a creative and build the world we want for generations of creatives to come. You are such a huge part of what we are doing here, and I'm so grateful for you. I will talk to you soon. 